Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 45. Email address shalombayis777 at gmail.com. We see that there is a power of something called a shochen toiv, a good neighbor. We see this in the Torah, how the three shvatim that were in the Midbar camped on the east side, Yehuda, Yesachar, and Zavulan, were deeply influenced in a very positive way by their good neighbors, by the Shechinim Toivim, that were also on the east side, Moshe and Aharon. The reverse is, was also true. Shevet, Ruvain, Shimon, and God was influenced by Kairach. And from there we learn, By the way, there's a way to reverse that trend. Everyone has Bechira, that even if someone has um, negative um, neighbors, they could still learn not to learn from them. But it definitely is bigger Nisayin. The benefit of a good neighbor is, is immeasurable, and that's why we daven every day, Vesatzileni Mishachin Ra. Vesatzileni Mishachin Ra. Someone came over to Big Tzaddik who had difficulties with his neighbors, and he asked him if he said this with Kavana. You say this with Kavana, it definitely will help. Not to say that that neighbor will necessarily move away or something, but Hashem will help you deal with it and not be influenced negatively by it. Um, so that tefillah really could save you from negative influences from a shochin ra that's near you. In many, many, many ways, a good wife is similar to having a shochin toiv she can have a very, very positive influence on her husband. She can encourage her husband to study Taira, to bench from a siddur, to do more chesed in subtle ways. And her words leave a deep impression on him. And the other way around too. Husband to a wife can leave a deep impression on him. So for all husbands, I would say, sometimes if your wife says something, you may telling you or suggesting that you do something good, whether she learned yet to say it tactfully, not tactfully, pleasantly or not pleasantly, you look at the advice itself and see if it has value. And if it has value, you should try to follow it. And of course, I encourage everyone when they give advice to their spouses, to their husbands and wives, they should do it with a derecheretz, they should do it with a, with a showing of care, not as a criticism. So the same thing goes if a husband sees the wife, she's not dressed modestly or not covering her hair properly when she goes out um, or she's not careful with the Lashon Hara over the phone. He can remember in a gentle, caring manner. It has to be gentle, it has to be caring. Influence her to try to improve and that will be, have a very positive hashba on, on, on her and the other way around too, her on him gentle and caring and again generally speaking the rule is you say five compliments to one you know construct constructive criticism or ten compliments to one constructive criticism so there's more words of chizuk and hashpa and encouragement and love so that when you have a gentle caring criticism that's meant to help It'll be niskabble then. Because constructive criticism, the word criticism I don't even like here, but I'm just going to call it that for now, has to be done with a love, 
with a sensitivity that can enhance the marriage and they could elevate one another. And also the husband and the wife need to learn when they're the recipient of that um, constructive criticism, they should never Khalila, um, they should never Khalila be upset about it. Um, again, they may not be tactful yet. They'll learn over time. Each one of you will learn over time that when you need to tell each other things that are important, that has to be corrected, that you'll say it with a with a care and with a loving kindness that you only really meant for their benefit, so that. Um, there won't be any hard feelings at all. And that you grow in marriage, by the way, with that. You will learn when you really have a deep connection and you're true best friends too, you won't get hurt. You won't feel hurt when you hear a positive thing that you need to um, do. I'm going to switch to a different topic, connecting to meaning. Um, we talked in previous year about suicide, about depression, about anxiety, and all these things. And of of course, you need professional help to get that. But the bottom line is, what is very important, is that very often what could alleviate those types of feelings greatly, especially depression and the despair and grief, is to find meaning in your life. Viktor Frankl, who is very much aligned with Tyra, talks about this. And he brings three stories, and I'm going to give you these three, three stories briefly of how people under harsh circumstances, one I may have mentioned already, but I'm going to say it again, that they transformed their life by having meaning and making their life purposeful. So this is what he writes in a book he calls Doctor and the Soul. He says, several years ago, a garbage collector received an order of merit from his government. The man did his job with every, to everyone's satisfaction, but the special effort that gained him the award was this. He looked in the garbage cans for discarded toys, spent his evening hours repairing them and giving them to poor children as presents. Talented as a fix-it man, he added significant meaning to his clean-up job. No matter what type of job you have, by the way, you could infuse great meaning into it. This one I believe I mentioned, but it's really a, a, nispel, a nispel from this story. A few years after World War II, a doctor examined a Jewish woman who wore a bracelet of baby teeth mounted in gold. A beautiful bracelet, the doctor remarked. Yes, the woman answered. This tooth here belonged to Miriam, this one to Esther, this one to Shmuel. She mentioned the names of her sons and daughters according to age. Nine children, she added, and all of them were taken to the gas chambers. Shocked, the doctor asked, how can you live with such a bracelet? Quietly, the, woman, the Jewish woman replied, I am now in charge of an orphanage in Israel. Agav, I would say, and I don't know this for sure, but I believe that the Kleisenberger Rebbe, Zechet Tzadik Kodesh Levracha, when he set up this Ladiano hospital in Eretz Yisrael, I'm, I'm sure he had those type of sentiments in mind of healing people and helping people, the opposite of what he experienced with his own eyes, what he saw during World War II. A third story, he writes, I have a 22-year-old female client who was injured at the age 18 by a gunshot as she walked into a grocery store. She now can only accomplish tasks by the use of a mouth stick. She feels the purpose of her life is quite clear. 
She watches the newspapers and television for stories and people in trouble and writes to them, typing with her mouth stick, to give them words of comfort and encouragement. I was also very inspired by the uh, latest Siam Hashas of um, this Yid um, who has, I believe it's ALS, I'm not sure, or Lou Gehrig's disease, I'm not sure what it is, but basically paralyzed and can only move his eyes, and he finished Shas many, many times. It's a Davapella. Again, we don't wish it on anybody, but remember that. And it doesn't have to be dramatic like these three stories we just said. It could be even in seemingly small, seemingly insignificant things that you all have talents, you all have certain brachas, and there is meaning to your life even in the hardships of it. And in your marriage it applies too, So, and that helps a lot in Shalom Bayis when you put that into perspective. Um, because we know when it says Yisrena or Mina Choyshech, it doesn't mean Pashab Shah like Hohela says that the Ur is um, greater than Choyshech, because that everyone knows. You don't need Shlema to tell you that. The Chachma of Shlema in Kahelis, when he said Yisrena Ur Mina Choyshech, it means Yisrena Ur, there's an, ex- an extra light that comes Min HaChoyshech, from the very Choyshech itself, there's a transformation of light that comes from the Choyshech itself that lights. That is a Chiddush. And that is, of course, a not Likitchila, it's Plan B that became Plan A, like we spoke about prior, that you don't wish it, but when it happens, it's meant to transform you, it's meant that you find meaning, and many brachas are Shaira with that. And the Ebershah does that a lot. He puts... It says, for example, We ask Hashem to be Marchiv the Tzara. Rav Nosen, Rav Nachman, Breslev both say that, that what it means that is, is that in the Tzara itself, from the Tzara itself, Hashem gives you a special harchava, a widening, an expansion. And, and that is so true. Um, so I wish only brachas on everybody and simchas and only good things. But if something challenging comes up, like these three stories, and there's many, many, many millions of stories like that, where you take that negative and turn it into a positive, take the darkness and turn it into a light, and and transform it into a beautiful bracha. And you don't know how many people you could help, and how many chasadim you could do with your own unique talents, you don't have to be Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't have to be a Rosh Hashiva, you don't have to be a therapist, you don't have to be a Paisik, you don't have to be a mentor, you don't have to be a coach. Every person has that Kayach within them and to lighten themselves and to lighten the others. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day.